Welcome to the Ether. Today is Sunday, September 18th, 2022. Today on the Ether, Yield Foundry DAO and the future of work. Let's take a listen. Hello, Swain. I think we're just waiting on Ray. We did have Grant in here, but dropped off. Hey, there's Hello. Ray. How's it doing? It's good. Same here. Been, uh, been doing a bit of spring cleaning, or I guess autumn cleaning in this case. So uh, it's a good time to talk about work and then the future of work. I just wish we could automate housework. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I think we could kick it off. Um, really super informal discussion, but wanted to talk through. I mean, obviously, we've got some stuff in the works for Y Foundry that will be released very soon with our bounty board and some ways to contribute to the DAO and also. Um, You'll be incentivized for that in some way. But yeah, really looking at how can we make this for YFT and you know that getting to that community owned project, community built project, and just really pulling in, you know, a lot of builders. Um, that's what our platform's all about, connecting strategists, connecting the founders of projects with the talent. Um, so yeah, really, really excited to take those first steps in this direction. But I think I mean, we riff on this all the time, a larger discussion about the future of work, about the potential of crypto for work and some of the people that are doing things in the space would love to get ideas from the community and just have an open discussion about that as well as let others be able to um, ask questions. Really see this as the evolution of the gig economy, which is something that I've uh, been involved with, worked on over the past, I mean, as long as it has existed um, in the technology space. So definitely interested to just hear some general thoughts about that as well. Absolutely. I, I think uh, one of the things that we can definitely see moving into 2022 and after like two years of this uh, pandemic, um, I think maybe even coming up to three years now, I'm losing track, uh, is that you know people are starting to realize that jobs are a lot more fluid than they appeared to be pre-pandemic. Uh, you know, you can definitely work for a company that's 500 miles away. Uh, you can definitely leave like your job that, uh, you know, is not doing you good in terms of your personal life and work balance and things like that. And, you know, just find remote work or even gig, gig work that, that actually suits you a lot more. Uh, I think we've also seen sort of like the need for um, kind of like independence uh, or like independent coalitions of gig workers because we've seen also like um, companies that exploit kind of like the gig gig economy, you know, with things like Uber drivers, and I guess like in Southeast Asia, uh, Grab riders and Food Panda riders who, you know, are, are having horrendous working conditions. And because they're gig workers, they don't have, you know, the, the traditional protections that salaried workers have. 
And I think you know, this this is just part of a wider conversation that we as human civilization is talking about, you know, how do we redefine our relationship between sort of like uh, being employed and uh, being alive, like living your best life while being employed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think now there's more options than ever to explore, um, do new, do different things, you know, take full advantage of the opportunities that are out there, not limited to a certain region or, you know, or whatever, whatever those old world constraints are. I think also just like from as a, you know, being in like corporate education, technology education, like there's something to be said of just like learning on the job, you know, being able to get involved with a project, do some things, you know, kind of more experimental, um, you know, really dive into something and then maybe that turns into a full-time career. So excited to see more of that as well. So, I mean, if we jump into the meat of this, right? Like what, what's the issue in the current system? Or in most current payment systems and or gig economy systems, and it's that people do work and they don't get paid, or people pay people and they don't do work, right? I mean, that's the pain point. Yeah, it's also how do you connect to the best talent in the space? You know, like the whole reputational aspect of it too. Like, how do you trust that this person did? You know, th- their portfolio is actually their portfolio. It's not just images that they scraped or whatever, and they're misrepresenting. Right. Their code is their code. It's not just a big repo of forked stuff from other people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's done anything with crypto and from a development perspective, I mean, just the, how much time does it take to properly vet people and, you know, all, all of the scams, you know, you've got to watch out for. I mean, Ray and I just went through that. You know, maybe maybe completely legitimate developer, but you just can't trust someone just sending you a zip file and like, hey, take a look at my code and open this up. You know, it's like, uh, no, thank you. Or even a word, you know, like a, a PDF, you know, of just how creative like scammers have gotten. Yes, I think one thing we're trying to do with, um, do we want to just start talking about the the bounty system or am I jumping ahead too far? No, no, let's, let's go for it. Um, I think one thing we want to be able to do is guarantee payment, um, but then also have uh, a system for the uh, work request to know that the people who are receiving the requests are people who have some sort of uh, history or reputation with, with the system. So the way we built um, the escrow system is that payments essentially are placed in a place that a uh, contract that both parties can see. Um, and then they're unlocked uh, when the task is completed. Absolutely. Uh, Crash, if you want to go first, you can go ahead. I just, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think that that is a super, like, um, I mean, honestly, it's a great real world use case of the technology, like true implementation of smart contracts, you know, if you have it contractually coded, you do the work, the community votes on the work being done, and then you get the reward um, or the payment for it. Yeah, really excited about uh, further possibilities there too, from a reputation standpoint, a whitelisting perspective. I mean, I think there's tons of additional value that can be 
built in that process. And also seeing quite a few others just acknowledging, you know, I mean, bounty boards and, um, I mean, it's not like we're inventing that. Um, there's quite a few Web3 sort of jobs platforms that are coming up in the space. Um, so obviously that, you know, it just reinforces that it's a potential value add, you know, it's a potential need and there's problems with the current system. Oh yeah, no. This is this is where the future is going. I think uh, starting from I don't know probably last year September till now, any organization that's not exploring a way to kind of like uh, you know, manage like a cloud workforce or a remote workforce is basically going to lose out in the war of labor uh, in the coming future. And uh, you know, I think one of the basically like super weapons in this war is. DAOs. And, uh, you know, I know we've seen a lot of kind of like DAOs in name only. Um, and, you know, tr true DAOs, I guess, have yet to sort of like appear en masse, but it is definitely something that we've seen emergence of. And uh, I want to sort of quote a little bit from this survey, which was done in September 2021 by Bankless. Uh, and basically, they, they had about, I think, 400 plus respondents from 290 countries and these were all people who were working with you know index coop olympus or like various different uh, on-chain DAOs. and uh, one of the survey questions basically is that what advice do you, would you have while recommending working for a DAO for a friend because not not everyone feels like you know maybe maybe working for a DAO might not be for me uh but you know if your friend works in a DAO, I, I, what kind of advice or like if you work in DAO, what kind of advice would you give your friend and some of the advice here basically says like you know uh, working in a DAO, no one is telling you what to do. This is freedom and responsibility. Go and do what you like, but also get into learning mode all the time because the value is what you create. And I think it comes very strongly with, uh, you know, the sort of like the future of work that we're talking about with bounties and with like payment guarantee. The, the payment isn't going to keep coming in if you're not providing value for the organization. So knowing that you are kind of like providing the basic blocks that build up the organization that's paying you and will continue to pay you in the future, you start to be a little more aware of like the end goal of what your work does. And I feel that is prob probably one of the best value adds of the having the DAO or like the web tree or like bounty system in uh, for productivity is that knowing or like make, forcing you to think about, you know, where does my work go and how do I make it more useful? Yeah, for sure. I mean, it gets back to we talk about a meritocracy, you know, like actually looking at the work, paying for the work. I just think of like all the talk recently, the new like thing the news has seemed to latch on to. Sure, you've heard of it, but quiet, quote, quiet quitting, you know, at your job, um, which is just kind of funny to me. Like in some descriptions, it's, you know, quiet quitting is oh, you've got these remote workers that are not going above and beyond and are basically just like doing the bare minimum, dialing it in. And in my mind, it's like, well, it seems like they're just kind of like doing their job, you know, like maybe that culture of I, my life is owed to my employer. It just, I mean, maybe that it should be more about the work, you know, what are you actually getting out of it? As long as you do the work, you get paid for the work. Um, so I think there's beauty in that. Obviously, it's not always easy to quantify different types of work, but it's interesting to see for sure. 
Well, and, and one thing we've talked about um, is that, you know, the, the, I, I'm an old timer, but the way the work world is changing is that people aren't working, you know, uh, their entire lives at one place or working eight to five every day, five days a week, you know, uh, in the United States, 50 weeks a year, plus minus whatever holidays. And um, so really breaking down the gig things uh, and the bounty board work and the community work into bite-sized chunks. It's like anything that takes more than a day is probably more than one task. So looking at these things is like, yeah, just work what you can, you know, handle or what you want to do. And then if you need a break, you take your break and you come back and grab another gig and move on. But it's not this like, oh, we want to hire you for one year to do this, you know, unknown field of things to do. It's like, let's work together as a community, define the direction we want to go and then actually like quantify what the steps are and then break those down into something that community members can say, yeah, I can do that one thing today. And that benefits the entire community. We've got Gravidal as a speaker. Thanks for joining. Um, they've done some awesome things, by the way, with the bounty board that, um, that they have. So excited to see you. Feel free to speak up. We can't hear you. I don't know if that's, is that Elo? How about now? Yes. Got it. Um, I, I wanted to ask, like, a, a, I guess a practical question um, for the YFD bounty board. Will you be looking mostly at um, development work or does it also, uh, will there be other bounties um, for other kind of tasks for, for people who don't do development, but maybe are good with illustrations or um, working out a marketing plan or whatever it is really or, or organizing community events yeah absolutely that's a great question um so at the core of yft and our you know dow our decentralized um organization is these working groups called crucibles and they're each focused on different areas of need for the long-term health and development of the protocol so i see this as to start off with even to have bounties related to each of those crucibles, which includes, you know, marketing, community support, um, includes the UI UX stuff and kind of graphic design. Um, could also include, you know, whatever, you know, images or art that we would need. And of course, development, um, that's a big part of it. So yeah, 100%. I think it's, I think the time is definitely now for pulling in all sorts of builders, um, all sorts of talent, and uh, seeing seeing uh, what we can do to you know bring them in and make them part of the community. So it takes all 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 sorts of talent to make a successful project, as you're well aware. Yeah, absolutely. And I I guess the way that I would put it is kind of like you know if you if you develop if you can draw if you take pictures if you cut hair you know I don't care what it is that you do uh, if it if you can find a way. To make it bring value to the community and to the platform that we're making, you know, come come on and propose it, and I think you know the community can take a look and allocate funding or whatever that's necessary. You know, get you the resources that you need. Maybe you need training. Maybe you need a certain software. You know, that's the kind of thing that basically having this level of coordination uh, is the problems that we can solve uh, in human resourcing. 
and in fact, like, you know, maybe even sort of solving future human resourcing problems is that we can bring up talents using these programs. Uh, but of course, in the in, in the immediate need, I think uh, Ray probably has a wish list of like what would be most uh, probable in, in terms of like bounties right now. And I'll, I'll let him speak more on that. Okay. Well, we can talk about this at a multifaceted level, but I think one of the things that, uh, from my perspective of viewing like what Harmony chain did and what uh, uh, Osmosis has done and some other chains with their bounties, I think the major issue is that it's too few. It's too few work projects and too much money to a single project. So you see these bounties that are like $200,000, $75,000, $15,000, but it takes months and months for there to be any results. And if you look at the osmosis bounty board, most of the things that were started in June, July still are not done yet. And we're going into October. So I think what I would rather see from the way we structure YFD is that it's a thousand little bounty projects paying out, a, you know, 1% of these massive bounty projects that they issue, these RFQs, request for quote or request for delivery or whatever it is. So rather than make these gigantic projects like overhaul the entire UI for $75,000, it's like, okay, well, these are the, this is the dashboard and the dashboard has these pieces. So we're going to, you know, bounty out the dashboard or bounty out pieces of the dashboard rather than do these things in these massive lump sums that take months to realize value if they actually have value and get completed at all. Absolutely. I think it's kind of the difference between just like outsourcing a job as a contract to someone and be like, okay, uh, reach this goal, uh, take this money and like actually directing someone to be like, hey, here are the steps and this is what we need you to do. And, you know, once you've done that, you know, let's let's regroup and review on what we've done and what we can do better and things like that. I think that is like a much more active uh, way of managing bounties. Um, and yeah, maybe that's maybe I'm wrong here. Right? Yeah, uh, this is what I think we want to do better. And to speak to that point, too, I mean, there, there's really two layers here and we're trying to use the crucible layer, the, the community council layer to guide some of this because you you also need to have the vision you know and have all of these bounties there's a lot of work going on before any of this stuff gets up it's developing the entire roadmap and then breaking that roadmap down into digestible pieces that can be completed in you know hours to days to to a week and so you need you need the people on the front end doing the actual bounties, but you also need a layer above that, or we wouldn't call it above it, whatever you want to call it, to actually see the long-term vision and make sure these pieces fit together. You can't have the the community pivoting every time they get a feature, right? Saying, oh, now we want to do this, now we want to do this. It's just, you've got to have our idea is that you have this constant conveyor belt of tasks that are coming up that are based on the community requirements to kind of realize the end goal that we want to get to. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's really, this is all still so new and experimental too. So I'm definitely as a social experiment, excited to see where this goes. And I think we've got such a strong um, pool of, you know, builders and true believers, especially those that have stuck, stuck through thick and thin for Terra too. So excited to see, um, you know, who will want to be more directly involved, who will want to 
you know, bring in their talent for some of these specific areas and really help to see it all built out. I uh, just want to put a little detail here again, uh, sort of from the, the Bankless survey, which is that when they made the survey in September 21, uh, for most of the respondents, actually, DAOs were not their primary source of income. So I feel that one of the best ways for people to get involved is actually kind of like to still have their, their main job, but then to participate in select bounties. And that is a way that you can kind of like, you know, uh, without risking kind of like jumping fully into the pool, you can still experience what it's, what it's like to work with a Web3 organization and kind of like test the waters uh, before kind of doing like what I guess the three of us are doing, which is like kind of jumping full in. Uh, and I think that's that's sort of a great way for people to adjust. Yeah, and yeah. one of the... <laughs> Go ahead, Crash. No, I was just going to say, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you get the experience, too, um, for sure. Yeah, Ray, go ahead. No, I was going to say, if some of the things we're talking about, and uh, do you want to talk about what we're, what we're thinking about for social media initiatives regarding these bounties, just to give a scope of, like, the, the range of things? Yeah, well, um, Elo, did you have something else you wanted to add? I think you're muted again, Elon. Yep. Um, yeah, this, uh, like the, an example for social media sounds really good. I also wanted to ask, will the bounties be hosted on the YFD website or on an external platform or on Discord? Yes, so we are partnering with DWork, which um, they have bounty board you know, platforms they do specifically for this Web3 and have been doing partnerships in other spaces. So that's what we're using, at least initially. And there's Discord integration there, um, you know, web potential website integration at some point. So yeah, that's kind of what we're looking at, at least for our initial. Yeah, and with the social stuff, I mean, I think it's really just um, using you know kind of being more open to submissions so instead of it being here's one specific bounty and once that's complete um you know whoever whoever completes it gets the payment this is more just like open tasks um have it out there for you know promote the potential value of yfd or even like maybe we want to do a discussion on the future of work, promote something that is insightful about the future of work, tag YFD in that, share it, um, you know, really whatever we want to do. I mean, one of the, some of the initial things is just share the value of YFD. It could be a short post, a thread, an image, a beam, whatever about what we're building, what excites you about what you've heard so far, something to kind of balance, you know, it's not just, you know, spam and share sort of stuff. It's actually like actually think about it, but there's a lot of opportunity and variety with what you could post related to it. So, um, you know, you can uh, actually take advantage of whatever specific skills that you might have. And then even paying up a little bit more for like YFD articles. So maybe you could write something more long form, um, whether that's medium or your own blog or something. And uh, maybe the best of those could be promoted by the community to actually be published on the YFD medium. At the very least, um, YFD socials could, you know, reshare that, put it out there, um, get you some exposure as well as the project some exposure. So that's just some thoughts. Uh, while we're on the topic of sort of like, uh, you know, using bounties to create 
to incentivize content, right? I want to put forth as well that like, you know, uh, low effort bounties create low effort work. So it's like for a bounty to be effective, it has to have, uh, you know, even the work behind creating the bounty to be good and to have the right talking points and to sort of direct the, the, the bounty taker in a way that, that, promotes independent thought and like at least like a level of creativity rather than kind of just like oh hey uh copy paste these points into an article and then like claim your reward because you don't want that that doesn't create a lot of value for your protocol if you're just sort of paying for copy and paste articles that are worded slightly differently on 10 different websites you know you actually need kind of like a level of independent thought behind that content um you know maybe even some uh sort of like questioning the status quo and i think uh, with the right bounty creation like process and sort of like debriefing each after each bounty or like each series of bounties and making sure that we improve the process at every step uh, that's how we can get closer to the target of like actually incentivizing content that's both uh kind of like appears organic and still incentivize uh, in that like the people who create the right content will continue to uh, be paid for their work for the value that they bring i'm going to disagree a little bit with you on that claim Go ahead. Well, <laughs> i think uh i think the the mob sometimes low effort uh spam mob does pay returns on just uh on the algorithms of twitter well, I would have to say it's diminishing returns because with volume, you can do anything with like bots and it's just like, yeah, then like, for example, let's talk about like SEO, right? Uh, the moment you start kind of like selling their cheap SEO services with like sort of automated tools, then they change the rules of SEO to make sure that that, you know, doesn't become the norm and so on and so forth. So it's like, you know, you might as well just start with your best foot forward is what I think anyway, in terms of content. And, and based on at least like the kind of uh, organizations I've worked with, I've worked with, uh, you know, websites to make articles, making videos, things like that. We've, I've got about 4 million views total in the videos that I've made for uh, this Malaysian company, Chili Sauce. And, uh, you know, all the time we've seen that, you know, the most organic uh, content is basically what gets the most views and the stuff that we, we can try and guess like what is viral the next day uh, or we can be the company that like tries to publish a hundred content, a hundred pieces of content an hour. But the most uh, cost-effective way that has worked for us, or at least for me so far, uh, in the places I worked, is that you know just focusing on what we would want to read, you know, write what you want to read, basically. <laughs> yeah, I, I think uh, it's a balance because I think having some room for someone to come in and create their own content maybe it's not completely briefed out in the bounty but it's just like hey what would you like to see what's useful um to that effect um the platform we're using actually has a section for community suggestions so if you have ideas something you want to do you can click on there and make a suggestion and we'll turn it into a bounty um there's actually a process for that um that's something i would love to see i do agree with you clean like you know having some sort of you know, write, write what you would want to read, but every person's different too. And maybe somebody wants to have the shitty memes that they can just spread around quickly. And who knows, you can't ever predict what's going to go viral and what people, you know, people being able to put their own spin and inject their own talent into um, some of this, having some room for that, I think is definitely aligns with what we're trying to do. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. No, I, I agree with you that there's going to be a variety. Like there's definitely always going to be 
a spectrum of content and it appeals to different people. <laughs> and uh, I, I think like the opposite of like what, uh, yeah, I guess the opposite of like thinking like, okay, we have to do it one way is that like, if we promote more independent thought and like more creativity around the bounty, then that kind of like leads us to a, you know, more variety of content at least. Yeah, and I, and I think we all agree on that in that sense. Um, that essentially it's more of like saying here's something we want to think about and then do your interpretation of this thing it's not like the only way to paint this picture is to paint it the way that i understand it to be art right it's like here's the concept go do something with it yeah absolutely and to that point um if we're talking about inf information and being informed I mean, Twitter is a balance on its own, right? I mean, there's there's a percentage of the information you get off Twitter that's valuable, but then there's also the mob mentality popularity part, and then there's just this general shit posting that is a waste of everybody's time. And then there's the bot problem. We don't have a bot problem stuff, right? That's just adds a layer of crap on top of it all. Which you've seen with even our posts, uh, you know, the engagement is probably like forty to sixty percent. Well, I'd say maybe 30 to 40% bots. Um, Elo, get your hand up. No, uh, I'm, I got to go, but I really enjoyed hearing this. And I'm definitely going to follow up on, on the YFD bounty board and uh, see if we can do like a, a take on bounties as a DAO, like a DAO to DAO kind of work um, relation. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to what's going to be on there. And I just want to thank you for doing this. Absolutely. Hell yeah. Dropping by, man. I love to see it. And yeah, guys, uh, please check out Gravidao as well. They're building some really cool tools on Terra for DAOs. And you know, we, we love working with them. We've kind of been pals in this space for a, a while now, and hopefully co to continue that. Hey, Deems. Hey, how y'all doing? Uh, I just wanted to pop in. It's, it's good to hear from y'all again. I, th I think this is a great project. One, one comment before I ask my question is I, I really, really like this idea of breaking down large projects into manageable tasks, bite-sized pieces. Um, I think that's great. And someone brought up the point, it, it might've been, it might've been Ray. Um, I, I can't remember, but the, the point of people being able to kind of like keep having their day jobs and dip into web three, that's, that's like really important and huge. So I think that's a good point. Um, and especially the problem you brought up with the osmosis board. So I, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, definitely gets my vote of approval on that. The question I did have, though, is since we were talking about bounties, um, and we you kind of mentioned that they're a little bit open ended here, right? Which I get for creativity, uh, but how does the authentication process work? Like, is there a group of people that are you know validating that a bounty is complete? Is it more of like a dynamic thing? I just kind of want to get some more details on that. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh... I, I guess, you know, maybe we'll each chime in. Uh, so what what I'm thinking, or at least like what we've discussed uh, was kind of that we'd have the the bounty creator as well as sort of the relevant crucible to be reviewing the work because we got to make sure that, you know, they're not just spam, spamming the, the submission and trying to get the rewards because that we know that happens in, especially in Web3 and DeFi. Anywhere that there's a cash incentive, people will try to, spam it and that's kind of just the basic of economics uh but yeah you know verifying the work and, and making sure that it fits the criteria but at the same time you know it's not being like nitpicked for say you know 
for some small thing. Um, I think that's sort of like a balance that has to be achieved between like verifying and over verifying. Uh, so yeah, definitely it's going to be a human component, I think. Uh, but the more that we can decentralize that to say like, you know, it's not like a core team that's like just doing all the approvals because that can be problematic, I think, real quick. Uh, we I, I would prefer that it's like kind of like a, a crucible of rotating members or, you know, just sort of like an independent uh, crucible that does the verifying and, you know, it's in the best interest of everyone that it happens that way. So the uh, the reviewers can actually be chosen by bounty as well. So, but essentially there's reviewers that are built into the platform and those will be elected or selected. Um, I would say that the ultimate goal is that there is a bounty for a reviewer for a week or for whatever period of time. Uh, the Crucible members will also uh, be reviewers of the projects or of the uh, bounties that go through. And uh, that, that functionality is already in the system as it is today. Uh, Clay, Crash, did you have something you wanted to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I think like just um, no two bounties are created equal. So the level of reviewing and kind of authentication needed for each of those may be wildly different. The goal is to have a lot of variety and enough smaller tasks um, built up over time that a lot of people can contribute and to your, your point teams you know as, as a side hustle or whatever you can you know put in some you know kind of crowdsource ideas crowdsource some of initial inspiration and then as you get further up with actual like longer term development or pieces of development that's where maybe it eventually works up to actually using our platform and everything's on chain and you've got the funds at escrow and there's a community vote on what if the work has been done and met the needs of the community. So it's going to be an interesting transition from, you know, from that, you know, this, this initial bounty into what we're actually using as our, as our platform and some of the key capabilities that we have, you know, built in. Yeah. That Sorry, I just wanted to add, which is, uh, you know, they're absolutely right. And, uh, you know, with YFD, the whole the whole point of us building this the platform, uh, you know, is really centered around sort of this principle of who watches the watchman, uh, you know, making sure that there's no centralized party in authority that's just kind of like gatekeeping or, or, or you know, like passing off favors to their friends kind of thing. So, yeah, the whole point of the system is to, to find a way to make it fair, to make it transparent and, uh, you know, bounties factor in a lot into that. And the talent, I mean, pulling in great builders from all over. I mean, I think that's a huge, a huge problem and a huge selling point for those like chains or protocols that do it well, like that human capital component, because the space is so new, can you help to organize the human capital Can you help to bring new people in and give them a place to start, you know, whether they're new to Web3 or whether they're new to a particular sort of work. Um, and then it goes into, let's add some educational components. Let's add some community support, you know, in the Discord or even beyond forums and whatnot to help them get to where they need to get to. And Clean had mentioned, you know, oh, maybe they ask for some sort of resources, whether that's additional education or something. I mean, maybe we'll, we could do our own grants for that stuff in the future. I mean, this is stuff that's all down the road, but all about bringing in that talent and really having Y Foundry be owned by this decentralized community of builders. So they're not only contributing, but they are fully invested in the long-term health 
of what the protocol is doing and its continual kind of mission. Um, so it's more than just I'm um, just going to you know so the other you know numerous bounty boards out there you know oh this is just a contract gig and it's like okay well maybe that's the case but you're also you know you're also an owner in a way and you can also block your tokens and you can also vote and you can also determine where this thing is going. Uh, yeah. The, so one thing I wanted to bring up is that you know sort of a, a personal perspective on this, uh, which is like through I had a friend who basically was you know was uh, lost lost their job and was kind of looking for employment in Web three, and uh, you know they they got through some interviews, but the the fact was that it was so intimidating for them to sort of move from the perspective of being a salaried employee into being someone who's part of a DAO and, you know, sort of being responsible even for your own work and for defining success. Uh, it becomes so intimidating that, you know, it's just not for everyone, especially at the start. And uh, it's something that I think needs a lot of support and a lot of like documentation, community events, and just uh, people who would help reinforce the idea that, Hey, you know, uh, it's okay to be to be scared of moving into Web three, but also like there are actionable steps for you to take to make it easier over time. And I think that's kind of like what's missing as well is kind of the the guide the guide rails to help talent move from Web two to Web three confidently, knowing that you know their pay isn't gonna lose value because of the volatility of cryptocurrency, for example, or like knowing that they will get paid. Uh, because the money is locked up compared to like, say some shady dude who just promises to send Bitcoin. So these are kind of the factors, the human factors, I would say that prevents talent from moving in as fluidly as it could. And yeah, that's something, that's something that we should also keep in mind is that yeah, we, we, the people we are uh, trying to like get into web three to do bounties are also humans and there has to be a human touch. Yeah. So I think this gets into, um, one of the things we, I don't think we'll dig into in this meeting is, but is how the crucibles work and how, uh, you know, um, how you become a crucible member, what their responsibilities are. Uh, we're working on, and we have some pieces drafted uh, regarding crucible stuff, uh, which I think is out of the scope of this conversation. But what I think we're really encompassing here um, in terms of what we're talking about gig economy and involvement and participation and bounties is you know, creating uh, basically the YFD economic flywheel, which is really coming in from DeFi perspective, having a little bit of time to invest and then going and saying, oh, I'll just do a bounty and then doing that bounty and then receiving uh, rewards and payment for that bounty and then investing that those rewards and payment back into the YFD ecosystem by creating proposals and uh, you know, suggesting additional bounties, depositing into vaults, funding vaults, and then receiving more rewards out of that, and then picking up more bounties, maybe even proposing your own bounties. You know, that you say, I'm, I'm the fit for this, this is what I think we should work on, and I'm willing to do it, and et cetera, in that sense. So really what we're looking to do is create an economic flywheel where essentially people are rewarded for participating, but then that participation grows the platform and people understand how the economic engine of this works and uh, how things are funded and how funds are distributed. Uh, Deeps, before, before I go to you, Deeps, just another thought that popped up into my head while Rio was talking about how, how the flywheel works uh, is that like for founders 
or like pe- people who are kind of like builders and you want to build with Y Foundry, I think it cuts down a lot of like the annoyance of kind of like people just sliding into your DMs and your channels be like, hey, I'm a developer, I'm looking for work, uh, you know, I can do this and that and this and that. Is that like upfront, we're going <laughs> to, the crucibles are going to vet the persons, first of all, and to actually like verify that, hey, you know, they know what they're talking about. And secondly, it's that, uh, you know, you can just place your job, your your work, your development work in a actionable format. And then, you know, the pool of developers can pick up on that compared to like you having to look over like Telegram, Twitter, Discord, and a whole bunch of other channels. Just, just kind of like sort through all these like requests from various uh, people claiming to be developers. And that's definitely one of the benefits as, as a builder. Yeah, and then there's no pressure to like, I mean, it's all gig economy. So there's no like, pressure or feeling of exclusivity as long as the work gets done you know you're not like oh i'm I'm cheating on my project by helping out with this other project as long as you can do the work um, for both then that's fine yeah since you guys were talking about these like flywheels and and i I like the concept and you know maybe i'm i'm digging a little too deep but that's what i do right Uh, i try to get as much specifics out of the teams as i can even though i know a lot of this is a work in progress right um but uh, question was, you know, when you have these bounties, like, what are y'all thinking, like, kind of in your headspace right now? What are you thinking in terms of, like, payout? Is it going to be in the YFD token? Um, is it going to kind of just be dependent on the situation? Um, and then I did also have a question. I guess I'll just, I'll save my next question until you answer this. Well, I would say that uh, one of the, the faults of, uh, one of the struggles, right, of a, of a new protocol or a new platform is token distribution, right? We have to have a way, we, we can't eat YFT tokens and the treasury being fully YFT tokens is not uh, good u- use of the treasury or responsible for the community. So I think initially the, the payout would be in YFT tokens and uh, with a mixture of stable coins as we onboard those stable coins through the, the platform and TVL in the vaults itself. Yeah, I, I think I could see it slowly transitioning to be more you know, stable coins over time, but Ray hit on an important thing and it kind of goes back to what I was talking to before about like who who do we want to incentivize? Who do we want to be a part of the community? And who do we want to have these tokens? I mean, those are, I mean, this is the sort of stuff that we want to, especially with our mission to be incentivizing more so than anything else. Do we want to just do a you know, spray and pray sort of airdrops all over the place? Or does it make more sense to really incentivize those that could become, you know, foundational members of what we're building and do amazing things in the future? Um, so we're not only it you know, goes back to that flywheel. We're not only getting the token out there, we're not only paying them, and, you know, always have the optionality to sell them, but it's also um, enabling them to do more on the platform through locking YFD tokens. So I think it's going to be pretty powerful. Yeah. Uh, one of my, one of the earlier analogies, I think that I was kind of using, think about this is basically, you know, if you're an Uber type of service, uh, and you know, if you do what we do, which we're trying to do, which is like distribute shares of Uber to the drivers. Eventually, you have basically like a you know a bunch of them are part owners in the company, and they start to think like, hey, you know, maybe we need to change this vehicle for our fleet, or maybe we need like better maintenance deals and things like that. And then basically, they can improve the platform as they're still working in it and benefiting benefiting from it. And you turn kind of like the gig workers into the gig owners. 
in a sense. Uh, and, and yet, at the same time, you know, they're not the exclusive gig owners. Uh, that distribution continues to happen. And what you we hope to that that would effect is you know create a protocol where all of the people who benefit from it work on it are also kind of like the people who get to make uh, part of the decisions and also like to build what makes protocol uh, it brings into the next step, basically the next evolution. So a self-evolving protocol. Yeah, and if, if you think of it in the ways, who's going to be more aware of how your protocol works and the people who are building on the protocol? And what better way to give the workers ownership in the protocol than through their labor, like, you know, or efforts, like respecting the effort put forward and giving them a, a stake and, a, and the ability to have a say in what goes forward and what continues on in the protocol itself. Yeah, that, that totally makes sense. And, that, and that's really why I asked. And, and I understand the, the, you know, the short term vision is going to be a little bit different in terms of the long term, um, in terms of like the centralized token for payouts and things like that. But um, yeah, thank you for that. And, and the question I also had was, um, I read the paper that y'all published, like, I, it was like right after we had the spaces last time. Um, and it talked about, uh, I think it said strategists and boosters, or no, funders, contributors, I can't remember what the other word was, but these two populations of people are the ones that get, uh, I guess they said the most fees from the vaults that are created. Um, I just was kind of curious how that's going to work. Is it like, you know, I guess if you're a contributor or like a funder, do you just get like a pop, you get like a certain number of shares, almost like you own shares in a company and then you get fees like, um, and then for the person that proposes the idea like just kind of curious how that's going to get allocated so i think any of us can speak about this uh so i guess i'll go first is that uh yeah i mean based on our previous phase which i think we, we did speak about this part which is like uh basically yeah you will have kind of like a stake in the created vault as a booster which is like a funding contributor or as the strategist uh, you will get a stake as well you know by virtue of being the strategist and also like by so the the minimum amount that you need to fund uh which which would then be converted into your uh, sort of share of the profits i guess and uh you know we've also said before which is like a kind of alpha is that like this stake is something that you can resell or like transfer you know and do what you want with it and so it creates like a lot more possibilities for kind of like flow in the economy of yfd and uh yeah, we hope that this kind of creates a healthy ecosystem of uh, strategists, builders, creators. Yeah, go ahead. Well, when you say stake, so like, I guess now I'm asking, like, how is this getting tracked? Like, is it, is it a token representing your stake? Sure. <laughs> it's, it's a token. Uh, do we want to just, I mean, it's, it, we're at the point now. <laughs> um, I got it out of you. Well, <laughs> No, I'll say that, you know, what we're thinking, and so we're talking literally about like a community, like, and I would say I'm one of the people who's furthest from the socialist ideas, but yet I think if we do it in an egalitarian way, it's not, it, it's equitable for everyone. And in that sense, something with the way we designed the platform is that the treasury and that YFD own shares in the vaults in the same way the strategist and the boosters own shares in the vault, if that makes sense. So basically, 
the vault says, okay, we've funded this vault, we've developed this vault, I have to distribute the profits. I'm going to give 33% of this ownership to the treasury. But it doesn't do it in a, in a contractually hard-coded, bound way. I'm, I'm working my way up to, the, to dripping the alpha, and if anybody else wants to step in and, and guess what it is. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll just say, like, uh, you know, the way that a lot of we've seen like a lot of implementations of this is basically like okay that's a, that's a spreadsheet somewhere and then they have names on it and then there's like a percentage of like what they send you and then they send you the money and we're like oh, we can do better than that you know we can make that process on chain and not dependent on some guy putting in numbers on a spreadsheet so we're like yeah uh this is what we came up with it's something that's like very composable at least based on what how we see it and uh it's it's you know it's using a lot of familiar uh mechanisms i'll say that people in this space are already using so um we're very very excited about it. this this kind of been our like jewel egg for a long time uh and so we'll, we'll we'll dance around it for a bit i hope you'll forgive us but uh i think we're very excited to to be announcing it when we have it like locked down and be like okay we're ready yeah, so yeah, like yeah my, my mind is racing thinking about it. Uh, <laughs> like, what? What can I ask things and you'll tell me if it's not that? <laughs> what, are, what are the rules here? <laughs> yeah, so it's on chain. There's, let's just say that there is, a, if you contribute to a vault from a strategist perspective or booster perspective, you get the shares of ownership, details forthcoming. The treasury, uh, the overall treasury, also gets a share uh, percentage of the ownership there for, you know, kind of being the protocol, the platform, and then the YFD token itself. Like that's your that's your way to, you know, just have a say in the overall direction of the platform and the activities um, itself. So. If, if basically, I, yes. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Ray. No, I was going to say basically being a YFD holder. Uh, and then commit, committing that YFD to the forge, which gives you FYFD points, allows you uh, the ability to have a say in the direction of the treasury allocated portion of the shares and what those are, what's done with those. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember the point about YFD tokens. I mean, I don't know. I could be totally off. Whenever I hear ownership um, and, and like the way things are moving, especially on Terra, it makes me think of NFTs. Um, and how, like, you know, you can have unique NFTs with payouts. You, we start to see the functionality of them. So um, I, don't, I don't know. Wink twice. <laughs> so let's just say we've, we've implemented some functionality that is not currently deployed in Cosmwasm as it's released at version 1.1. It's still pending in their development labs, but we saw a need for expanding the capacity of something that you might have mentioned beyond what everybody is familiar with it and if you look into what's in the cosmwasm github in their commits for future versions maybe 1.2 of cosmwasm there's some additional functionality to some standardized tokens that we might be familiar with um, and we have gone and compiled that and implemented that additional functionality so i think we're going to be the first project in the cosmos to have functionality beyond what people are familiar with in terms of a standard uh, token that you might have mentioned. Step into the future, baby. But, but the potential is all defined in the Cosmwasm uh, 
pre-release future uh, commits to their to their GitHub repo. All right, I'll have to take a look. <laughs> I, I I do like it though. I'm I'm glad you guys even even if you don't want to answer the question, you 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 dance around and tease me a little bit. That's okay. But um, yeah, great stuff. Well, Definitely exciting. Christmas is three or four weeks away, so don't don't uh, don't worry too much. <laughs> Yeah, well, I just want to say, I guess, for the non-technical audience, like, uh, you know, the idea is simply, you know, as, as a strategist, you come on the platform, you you bring your, you know, your, your, your brilliant idea, and we help you you know, turn that into, like, a format that's, like, in a document, you know, it's, like, lined out, it's, it's got technical details, it's got everything that it needs to be pitched uh, to for developers to come and bid, you know, for the work. And then once you're on the platform, you know, you've got funding, uh, we've got the funding mechanisms on chain, and then for the people who fund, you know, you basically you get a share of the future success of that vault. And not not just that, but once the vault launches, you basically, you know, whether you're the strategist or the people who contribute funds, uh, you can then trade your share like right away, right off the launch, or you want to wait two weeks, or you want to wait a month, a year, totally up to you. And you know, uh, that value of whatever stake that you're trying to to sort of like uh, transfer is pretty much based on your work, right? Because like as a booster, as a, a strategist, you want your vault to succeed and therefore make those shares valuable. And uh, yeah, I, I guess that's sort of the experience that we want to create on Go is that like, you know, hey, uh, you don't need to patent your ideas. You don't need to uh, copyright it. You don't need to find, uh, you know, fund, fundraise yourself or like trying to find a team and create a brand new UI or, or find a, you know, blockchain, whatever, just come and pitch it on YFD. And then the whole process is decentralized. It just like takes care of most of the headaches of that you would try to, if you try to found a project on your own, which we did, and we, we faced a lot of those headaches uh, already. Uh, and we're kind of like trying to make that path a lot smoother for the people that come after us. Yeah. And full circle back to the bounty board. If there's any, of those components that can be further kind of distilled down into bounties. Maybe it's a, a nice graphic for the vault, you know, just to represent it on the dashboard, you know, maybe it's a uh, micro content around what the vault does and, you know, getting the specifics there, anything that could be easily done and crowdsourced, you know, maybe throw it out there, get a bunch of examples, then the community can vote on what the best example is. And you get multiple kind of contributors. You're starting to build this pool of talent. Um, at that level and then at a certain point you know those are that's the talent that the DAO will be looking to to um, bring in maybe more formally from a crucible perspective um, which we I think we could have a space specifically around you know the working groups and the crucibles at some point soon too but yeah that's kind of yep. the thought and the power of it all uh, yeah, one of the things I just wanted to bring up as well is that like you know we're not in this game to hog to stockpile talent. We're not trying to like say okay, you know we're gonna get like, ten to twelve, uh, you know hotshot developers or hotshot designers on our team and just like stick them in the payroll and make sure that nobody else gets access to them. No, that's not what we're trying to do. So by creating a bounty board, basically we're saying that hey, you know you can work for whoever you want. We, we don't care as long as what the work that you do for us brings value, then you're valuable to us as community and. Because of that, we want you to keep coming here and keep working, keep taking up bounties. And uh, that's basically the system that we want to create. Uh, it doesn't matter whether you're loyal to YFD or, or like to multiple DAOs or you want to, you know, kind of take a break or whatever. That's totally up to you. And that's kind of the future of work that, that I think we're envisioning is that uh, it's fluid. It's fluid. And, you know, as long as we have a system, a process in place that makes sure that those bounties get done, validated, paid out, 
uh, without any hiccups in the middle, without any sort of like centralized trust, that's how we're going to scale uh, effectively. Yeah, and I was going to say, I mean, it's a two-way street. And Crash is saying, you know, you add value to us, but you should also see that we are, I don't want to say we, but the YFD adds value to you. You get paid consistently. The deliverable or the requirements and deliverables are clear and well-defined and structured. And that there's a clear limited amount of effort. It's not this ongoing drag out forever job that you never get paid and you never get finished. So we really want to make it turnkey and more, unfortunately, yes, there's human beings involved, but more mechanical, more predictable and more, uh, yeah, more, more uh, consistent experience for, for doing gig and bounty work. Uh, if you, one of the things, uh, comparisons, I guess, is uh, I've seen kind of like, if you've ever tried to hire someone of like a, like a, like a freelance worker website, you tend to notice that the platform kind of just pits all the freelance workers against each other and they're all cutting each other's rates and you pay the platform like some premium fee for them to like list you on top. And that's absolutely what we don't want to create. What we want to make is a job platform where, you know, the focus is on the task the focus is on the value that needs to be brought to the job and not about a bunch of people stepping away each other for opportunities. So this is kind of like the direction that we're trying to go into. Yeah. Furthermore, those that are doing the work own the platform and they're, if they don't get the work, maybe they're not the developer that's chosen or they're not the designer that's chosen. Maybe they're the ones that have the role of reviewing the work. Um, so it's just kind of like a whole like a community that, you know, even if you didn't get the job this time, you're very incentivized to review and make sure that whatever's being put out there is quality work and is beneficial to the long-term health of this thing that you own. So we're right at the top of the hour. Any other questions? I think we can all, I can stay on a little bit longer if we have any more questions, but I want to keep people too long. Just a heads up, we should have the bounties up uh, this week in the next couple of days. If not sooner, you'll see a Twitter announcement about it. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, not a question, just a comment. Um, yeah, I'm really excited about what you guys are doing. Um, and I, I think one of the best parts is what you just touched on there, Crash, which is like, it sounds like this is going to really be a protocol where there is a place for everyone. Um, and, and that's so big because of engagement and bringing people back to your project. And it's not just like, you know, another DEX or another project where you just put funds in and, and you walk away and, you collect your rewards every now and again, and it sounds like there's a lot more to this. So I'm really excited for when this drops and, and be able to play around with it. And transparency, that's the big part. On-chain, in your face, here's the bounties, here's who gets the bounties, transparency. And accountability. I was just, I think, tweeting about like enforceable governance, and that, that is so true, that, that is so close to heart for many of us here. It's something that we rant about. It's just we need governance that actually can enforce its own rulings. Otherwise, it is not effective governance. Governance that can't enforce its rulings is just suggestions. Yeah, and resistant to the rug pulls and the insiders, the small groups that are actually, you know, the, the men behind the curtain, men and women behind the curtain that are just pulling the levers, you know, what's actually going on. And it's like, oh, this isn't actually on chain at all. This is just... <laughs> Right. Or who's on the multi-sig or who's in charge of this crucible? Who's making these decisions and who's receiving those funds? And are they related? 
I can think of a few projects that there's conflicts of interest. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think the whole experience of DeFi that we've had is that like, we thought it was, you know, fully decentralized, but it always turns out like, oh shit, it's, it's some guy who's like basically doing, doing the, the pulling the levers and the buttons. And we don't like that. You know, that's not what DeFi is about. And it's a one of two multi-save. <laughs> that's a that's a straight up meme, right there. So, oh, you know, if one guy signs, it's a you know, even if it was two people and the transaction goes through, that's not a multi-sig. That's just a shared. That's just a shared wallet. That's a bucket with two holes in it. That's what that is. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we we want to plug the holes. We want to give people what blockchain actually is or or at least what we think it is what we dream it is and we want to invite you to join in that dream and to expand that dream you know with your own thoughts as well you know we, we don't we're not here to control the narrative because i know and you know and everyone here knows that none of us are omniscient none of us are omnipotent we need each other and we need each other to grow and to survive all right thanks for joining everybody i think that's a great place to end it i think uh, crash we're gonna be having another one of these next week right Yep, I, I think this is our regular time every week. We'll oh, yeah. also likely have one um, probably more, you know, kind of partner related, you know, that will alternate, you know, Tuesday, Thursday, something like that. But at the very least, we'll have this space. Same time next week, we'll have a different topic, but another chance, um, Thebes, anyone else to pepper us with questions and try to extract all the alpha up until uh, up until launch but yeah you'll get to hear the latest and greatest and new updates right yeah i want to say next week at this time i think i'll be going i'll be trying to clear customs uh in colombia for the cosmoverse conference that's going on there so but uh if i can jump in i'll jump in nice. so if anybody else is going to cosmoverse uh look us up we'll be there absolutely all right thanks everybody have a great rest of the weekend. You too. Thanks for the space. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was Foundry DAO and the Future of Work. Recorded on Sunday, September 18th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep it hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide, checking out the scene. Razor beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, vision in the middle men. Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little Danny 
division in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal lit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murky Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds view Gotta find cover, wipe off the bird poop Ride off the work while you try on the worst juice Blinded by perps who try to reverse truth Slide like Fox News just trying to lie to you Eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants I can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis Mock up a basement could call me resilient Waiting for the internet to make me a b-b-b-billion In the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terror spaces